Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business Interview. I'm Jennifer Duke. According to a recent study, last year Australians spent an extraordinary 100 million hours on hold waiting for customer service. It's a pretty stark indictment of the state of customer service right now, and there are plenty of stories to support the figures. Take Qantas, for example. Before its most recent problems, 2022 was defined by long waits on hold at its call center, dealing with endless challenges relating to flight cancellations, lost baggage, and things like that. A new association has now been formed to reverse Australia's record of poor customer service, and it's secured the backing of large Australian companies, including Seek and Red Energy. Justin Tippett is the founder and CEO of the Australian Customer Experience Professionals Association. Justin, welcome to Fear and Greed. Yeah, hi, Jen. Thanks for having me on. So I mentioned Qantas in the introduction, and it's just one example, but a prominent one. Did the airline fail at customer service? I think it's fair to say there's a lot of organisations that are failing at customer service at the moment. Qantas is one of them, but uh, I think we've all got some horror stories right in our own personal lives. <laughs> um, What's been your worst customer service experience? I've got oh, to know. Geez, that's a, how long have we got? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's a thing, right? I mean, obviously, I, I run the association, but I'm a customer as well. So you just get exposed to these things all the time. But I, I reached out to a, a health provider, let's just say, last week, and uh, I couldn't get through in the call centre. So I reverted to live chat, a very common thing to do. Yep. And uh, I, I finally got through to someone at live chat. I said, they said I was in the queue, but don't worry, we'll notify you when you get to the top of the queue. And I thought, oh, that's great. I am not joking. Three days later, Jen, I got the <laughs> notification. Three days. That's a heck of a queue. <laughs> I know, right? So, yeah, that's, uh, that's just an indictment on how things are going at the moment. So why exactly has customer service become so bad in recent years? And have we been on some kind of steady decline towards this point or has something been a big trigger? Oh, look, it feels that way, doesn't it? Look, I think COVID certainly, you know, shifted the dial on a lot of things uh, for customer service. But if you look at call centres, you know, as an example, a lot of companies at offshore, you know, they put all their, their call centres in the Philippines, uh, you know, Fiji even now, South Africa, et cetera, and all of a sudden those places couldn't operate and they didn't have a presence left in Australia. So you saw you know, companies like Telstra just suddenly scrambling, going, oh, my God, you know, we can't get calls answered. So that certainly was a, was a sort of a pretty rapid decline. But, but you know, customer service is more than just call centers obviously you know when i go into a retail store or a cafe or something like that that's customer service right and i think mm. everyone you speak to will say it feels like it's just got a lot worse and uh you know i think some of that maybe is just due to the talent shortage that all industries are suffering right it's very hard to get fine staff and so you sort of tend to scrape the barrel a little bit don't you when you say i just need staff i'll take anyone uh rather than sort of having some thresholds that maybe would have been in place prior so uh yeah there's certainly a number of factors that go into it and obviously there's some pretty big negative impacts on customers when they get that poor experience. But what impact does it actually have on, on a business and its bottom line and those other aspects? Well, I think the, the, the biggest impact, obviously, is you lose business. The stats that come out now, I mean, 92% of customers will completely ab abandon a business after two to three negative interactions. So, look, we're pretty patient, right? Most people are forgiving, you know, every, every now and then companies get things wrong. But what's starting to change now, particularly with the younger generation, is 52% of customers will now switch after one poor interaction. So that's a big impact on a business. And what's even scarier behind that, Jen, is that only 4% of people actually complain. 
most of us are just silent complainers. We won't even say anything to the company. <laughs> We're just gone, right? We just you won't see us again, right? So yeah. uh, I mean, I heard um, Tom Elliott talking on on three AW a couple of weeks ago. He just went to his local cafe and he was saying he just got ignored. He was there. No one made eye contact with him. He goes there all the time. Every day he would go there to get a coffee. And you'd think you'd be a bit smart knowing that this guy's probably got a bit more reach than, <laughs> than most people. But after three uh, times he was ignored, he just said, you know, bugger it, I'm never going back again. And then absolutely sledged him on radio as well, right? So, so yeah, there's a, there's a pretty negative impact for most businesses when we get it wrong. Ooh, so what does good customer service look like? That's a big question. Oh, <laughs> yeah, look, I think a lot of it depends on the channel that you go through. You know, if, if it's in person, obviously you just want to be acknowledged, right? There's not, how many times have you walked into a store, you know, like Maya, for example, and you go in there and you're sort of looking around and it's just crickets, right? There's just no one there. <laughs> I just want to be acknowledged or worse, there's people there and they're just not even paying any attention to you, right? They're too busy talking to their colleague or they're on their phone or the computer and you're just like, hello. Um, so, you know, that that's obviously a bit of a shocker. And when you come to call centres, you know, clearly wait time. Is, is frustrating for people or you know how many times do you ring a call center and you say oh hi my name's justin i'm just ringing about my you know energy bill or something and they say oh no worries i'm happy to help you can i start with your name please and you're like oh my god you know when they're just not listening right so that's also frustrating and then of course you've got you know things like live chat that example that i just gave where there's just long delays or emails that take days to get responses on etc so you know i think there's there's a lot of examples depending on which yeah which part of customer service we're talking about stay with me justin We'll be back in a minute. I'm talking to Justin Tippett, the founder and CEO of the Australian Customer Experience Professionals Association. So what about a company that's getting it right? Do you have, do you have a good example of that? Jeez, it's, it's sad when you really have to rack your brain trying to think <laughs> of one, right? But uh, because I think one of the challenges you've got is consistency. You know, as a customer, that's what I want. So, you know, Apple often comes to mind and you go, you know what? When I go into an Apple store, the experience is normally pretty good, right? But if you have something wrong, you know, trying to book something into one of their tech support people or trying to, you know, have a discussion on the call center can be frustrating. So, you know, that they don't always get it right. But I, I think one that's, you know, globally most people probably understand would be Uber and, you know, and how just how it sort of really transformed the, the industry. Uh, you know, and obviously taxis <laughs> might have a different view, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's certainly made life a lot easier, doesn't it? And customer experience is often, you know, the basics is just making it easy for customers, right? Let me do what I want to do. So, you know, I think they probably do get it right. It's a pretty seamless process. You know, you, you go to your app, you order it, you don't need to, you know, pay your credit card when you get out of the car and all that sort of stuff. It's all just done for you. So, yeah. So you're mentioning obviously automation and digitalization and apps and things there. So what role does tech play in good customer service? And are we getting a little too dependent maybe on tech to provide it when there's human interaction that might still be required in some instances? Oh, it's a really good question. Uh, look, I, I think clearly tech is, is having a big impact uh, on a lot of industries and AI has obviously just had an explosion, right, in the last sort of six months or so. I can't can't go a day without someone telling me about a new chat GPT feature <laughs> or, you know, the, the new AI that's going to transform your world. And look, it is certainly having an impact. But uh, I think for, for customers, you know, the, the key thing is reduced effort. You know, uh, you just got to make it easy for me to do what I want. So if technology helps me to do that, 
great. You know, and an example of that is, you know, most of us don't want to ring a call centre if we've got an issue. We'll try and self-serve first. So, you know, we might go to a website, uh, look at the FAQ sections. We might go to YouTube to watch a, a how-to video or TikTok if you're a bit younger. And so, yeah, technology from that perspective is going to make life a little bit easier for us. And the other opportunity is just being more personalised with interactions. We get so much data now on customers that uh, do business with us. And so it's about using that data smarter to make it a more personalised experience for me because, again, research sort of shows that about 80% of consumers are more likely to buy from brands when it is a personalised experience. You know, we just want to be treated like individuals and be recognised. So when you get that right, it's good for business. I really like that because often we're talking about how collecting data for people is like a bad thing, but actually there's an opportunity there to make it a real positive and an actual reason to hand over your information to a company. Yeah, that's right. There is a little bit of that. It's a trade-off, isn't it, right? Yeah, you don't want everyone knowing too much about you. But uh, yeah, when it's used well, uh, it, it genuinely can lead to a much better experience. You know, if we know your buying patterns, we could proactively reach out and suggest something that might be useful for you. You know, little basic things like it's your birthday, but even just those little simple things like appointment reminders. You know, if you've made an appointment at the doctor's or the dentist or something like that, and you get that little text message saying, hey, just a reminder, your appointment's tomorrow. And you go, oh, good. That's right. I forgot about that. So yeah, there, there is certainly a role to play for uh, for technology. I think what you find, though, in, in call centres in particular, what we've found is a real transition in the skill set required to be a call centre agent. I mean, I started on the phones when I was 18, so it was a hell of a long time ago. And back then, you know, they were really basic calls, you know, uh, like banks, for example. You know, we literally would get calls from customers saying, hi, I just want to check my balance because we didn't have apps back then, right? <laughs> um, we didn't even have computer back then. So they were really easy, you know, transactional type inquiries to have. But now what's coming into the call centres is really complex stuff because I've already gone to my app and it didn't work. And I'm, so suddenly I'm, I'm tech support, right? When I was really just a call centre agent. So it's really changing the industry, if you like, in terms of call centres in the skill set that's required of the agents to deliver good customer experiences as well. So I'm, I'm really curious about your thoughts on what the big solution is for fixing kind of this, I'm going to call it a customer service deficit in Australia because <laughs> economics <laughs> is my background. But do, do you think that leaders need to change the way that they view customer services at businesses from something that's nice to have to something that's sort of vital for their business bottom line, their business success? Yeah, look, hopefully some of the stats that I've already sort of reeled off resonate. With, with people because I think the reality is to get a seat at the exec table, you've got to demonstrate the tangible impact that CX is going to have on the balance sheet. And I think as practitioners, we've probably been pretty bad at that. You know, we talk about, as you said, it's a nice thing to do. You know, CX is all very fluffy and let's be nice at customer service, etc. But the reality is there's hard numbers behind it. And, you know, if you've heard of that net promoter score, which a lot of companies use, you know, and that's typically uh, just ask, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to recommend, you know, company A to your family or friends? The research has shown that people that are classified as promoters, so they're the ones that gave it a nine or a 10, have a customer lifetime value of a minimum of 600% higher than a detractor score, which is the ones that gave it a, a bad score. So it's a big number, right? And literally every single stat that we see suggests that there is more revenue to be made when, when you get CX right. So I think we've really got to get that message out to, to you know, the leaders of industry and say it's not just a nice thing to do. It is actually good for your business. And I think as, if we can get that sort of message out there clearly, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a good thing for, for everyone that works in our industry. I think there'll be plenty of business leaders who are listening to that loud and clear, Justin. Thank you so much for talking to Fear and Greed. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
And that was Justin Tippett, the founder and CEO of the Australian Customer Experience Professionals Association. This is the Fear and Greed business interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's best business podcast. I'm Jennifer Duke, economics correspondent for Capital Brief, and filling in for Sean Elmer. Have a great day.